everybody. Welcome to episode 30 of Two Guys, Zero Planners, brought to you by Penn Chalet. So if you missed Fountain Pen Day, don't worry, because Penn Chalet always has the best pricing on any of the stationary needs that you could possibly imagine. Well, almost possibly imagine. I mean, if you're thinking of a fountain pen the size of a battleship, then you're going a little too far, and you may want to make your expert. Anyways, head on over to penchalet.com, click on that radio podcast link at the top of the page, and enter two guys. That's the number two guys, all one word, for 10% off site-wide. And don't forget, any order over $50 in the U.S. gets you free shipping. Thank you to Ron and Penchalet for sponsoring two guys, zero planners. So, um... Urban, uh, mm-hmm. I totally slept through my alarm last night, so I do apologize for you waking up at five in the morning to record, and I wasn't <laughs> here. It's okay, it was only 5.30. Yeah, um, I didn't realize I needed that much sleep. I woke up at nine o'clock in the morning and looked at a message from you and went, that's uh, not going to be a good one. That was how many? 13 hours of sleep? Yeah, I uh, guess you needed it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you're right. It was 13 hours. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and as you can hear, um, I may be sleeping in tomorrow. Yes. Now we know why you needed to sleep. Yes. Um, for the people that watch my Pelican Edelstein uh, Topaz video and then turn right around and watch the uh, 4001 Turquoise video, you're going to notice two very different tones in my voice. Primarily, I'm not going to have a voice. Mm-hmm. So you're on a bit of a turquoise kick now. What's next? Um, that's actually a good question. I need to do a pen review because I just realized I did not review a single pen in all of October. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm either going to do the Vanishing Point or the Atelier Lusso. Mm-hmm. Do you even have any other pens you could review? <laughs> no, I don't. But I am debating which route to go next, whether or not I want to get another medium to high dollar pen to review, or if I want to go ahead and do some more budget-friendly pens. Yeah, I mean, you could also continue reviewing inks. I mean, that's also fun. Well, I mean, my channel is called The Inked Well, so I think that would be on brand, maybe. Yeah, I mean... Mr. Ink Dependence is also reviewing sometimes pens, but mostly inks. At least that's how it feels to me. Well, um, inks are a little bit more economical for a YouTube channel. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I also tried getting a little bit more cinematic with the turquoise video. So if it kind of gets a good reception, then I'll up the resolution from 1080 to uh, 1440. That way it's a little bit more crisp when you downscale to 1080 on YouTube and then probably do more videos like that. Mm -hmm. The panning shots were a lot easier to do the voiceovers with and that way I'm only having to worry about doing that intro piece to camera and scripting that part out. That way it goes a lot quicker and it's a lot easier on my voice at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, you don't. It's easier to sort of do it in. Bits and pieces then, I guess, right? It really is. It's like, go ahead, get that first part set up, then edit two sections together, then voice over that. The editing takes about 10, 15 minutes, which is a good amount of break. You know, I can hear people snoring in the background right now. Um, 
you know, listening to our podcast. Uh, let's talk about <laughs> FPC. What have you been up to? Yeah, I've, I'm. Well, there's there's two kinds of FPC. There's the website and then there's the podcast. Good news for the people that like the podcast. We just recorded another episode. Let's see how long it will take me to edit it. But yes, the plan is to <laughs> regularly uh, uh, get out shows again. And on the website part, the one great thing is uh, we just reached uh, 50,000 inks. So people have entered 50,000 inks into the site, which is cool. And I also started working on it again. Um, so there's this currently inked section where you can say, hey, I have this pen inked with uh, this uh, ink. And that sort of worked when you're on a computer, but on a mobile phone, it was really difficult to use because the table that I used there was too wide and then you had to scroll and then you scroll to the right and then you didn't know what which pen uh, was in which row and stuff like that. So now there's like this nice mobile design almost finished and then it looks a bit like a like an uh, ink swap card with all the data on it and it should be easier to use. Yeah, and that's basically the whole uh, plan for the next months, I guess, for FPC to make it easy to use on mobile devices because it's like 50% of the users are actually using mobile devices and it's kind of kind of hard to use right now because I basically built it for me and I use it on a computer. <laughs> well, that's one of the reasons, like very briefly going back to the YouTube stuff, that's why I tried doing the 1080 this time around with the panning shots because most people are watching my videos on their cell phones and most of my analytics are from iPhones, which still cap out at 1080 when you're watching a video. Mm -hmm. Back to FPC, though, that's more interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically it. Uh, while my wife is doing NaNoWriMo, I sort of spend an hour in the evenings working on the site. I hope there's more to come if I don't get bored again. You know... I don't think I'm going to give you the option of getting bored. I could always <laughs> keep poking and prodding you to do things. I mean, I have this w wall full of index cards uh, where I'm planning out what to do next. And that's fun. I'm very geeky that way, so I think that will work. There's nothing wrong with doing a Kanban system. Yes, I'm a big fan at work, at least, of it. You know, honestly, I prefer Kanban over a few other organizational things that people like to try to do. It just, I don't know, it's easier for me to just organize things like that. I mean, at work, this is all digital because we are distributed around the world. But here I can basically do it by hand and uh, use uh, tape to stick the index cards to the wall and stuff like that. That's really a lot of fun, actually. <laughs> so I even get to use my <laughs> stationery there pretty cool like which uh which notebook or which note cards are you using for the setup there oh that was the the basic uh the cheapest i could find at the store like one euro for 200 and they are sort of fountain pen friendly actually hmm. which is surprising even for germany surprising even for germany yeah i mean school kids write with fountain pens here so it's not it's that uncommon to have people use fountain pens, but still the 
cheapest of the cheap is generally not fun pen friendly. Point taken. I need to actually dedicate one of the walls in my bedroom to that, but I need to put some more soundproofing up. Hmm. Mm. Organization <laughs> or soundproofing? Yeah, both of it. It's sort of, I don't know, can, hmm. if you then put the cards on top of the soundproofing, then it sort of defeats the purpose, right? Yeah, it, I have an idea. It involves a Sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one time use only, I guess. Yeah, and this foam is kind of expensive. Mm, maybe not. You haven't edited a an episode of FPC in so long. Do you remember how to do that? I think I remember how to do that, yes. I mean, I'm not doing as much editing as you do anyway, so I know the basics. I haven't gotten further than the basics anyway, so I think I should be able to do this. And I tried out this this uh, TeamSpeak multi-track recording, so I I hope that lining up the tracks will be even easier than... It actually makes life a lot easier. Everything is... Yeah, for people that are doing podcasts out there, seriously, use TeamSpeak if you've got more than one person. That way your backups all start at the same time. It just makes life a lot easier. And yes, Urban's right, lining people up takes like five seconds instead of two or three minutes. Hmm. I, which, I imagine you can basically inspect the two tracks and almost oh yeah. don't have to check. Yeah, all I do is zoom in vertically on the waveforms and I look at like the first waveform for each person, line it up, and I'm done. We also tried to make the episode shorter. I'm not sure if that worked. Probably not. <laughs> How did you try to make it shorter? Well, we also have a show notes document there. And we tried to cut out as much as possible beforehand. But somehow the discussions sort of crept up anyway. <laughs> and we talked about stuff. So let's see. That should be interesting. How long do you think it's going to end up being? So we recorded for one and a half hours. I don't think there's much to cut out, actually. <laughs> I don't think you and I have ever recorded for an hour and a half. No. I'm partially it's, okay with that. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit too late for for you to, I don't know. But it's also like we were four people, right? So there's also that. Yeah, that is true. Honestly, you're right about that. The uh, The time zone really makes it a little bit more difficult to go on for anything more than an hour. Because especially, well, no, I guess the, yeah, we're getting ready to do time change here in about two hours. So it'll be back to recording at 10.45 again. Yay, 10.45. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then there's the chance I may be working overnights, which means I'll just be able to sync up to whatever time during the day is best for you. Yeah, we'll see. Always trying to make the show better. That way we can actually <laughs> get closer to my ultimate dream of doing this show weekly. Hmm. I'm That's doing you. the finger steeple over here. <laughs> It's more ominous on my side of the microphone. Mm. Like, imagine Mr. Burns. Excellent. <laughs> is this now the point where I say that I don't like The Simpsons? Um, honestly, I quit watching The Simpsons in season seven. Yeah, so you watched seven seasons more than I did. To be fair, the animation got a lot better after season two. <laughs> And the jokes were actually partially funny for five seasons. Yeah. But, but then no. 
yeah. wouldn't hold it against you. But then I watched basically all of Monty Python's Flying Circus, which is also weird, but in a different way. Now, to be fair, the only Monty Python stuff I have ever seen is Holy Grail. Hmm. I think I may have also seen Life of Brian, but <laughs> I have gotten really drunk since then, so I can't quite say I remember it. Yes, I have I have a sticker on my laptop from the, what was it, 30, 40 year anniversary viewing at the cinema from Life of Brian. Anyway, we are sort of not talking <laughs> about stationery <laughs> again. This is what happens when your co-host has lost his voice and is starting to get a little bit loopy because when his throat hurts, he has a very interesting concoction of things to keep it held together long <laughs> enough to get stuff done. <laughs> okay, so maybe inks. Did we talk about inks yet? <laughs> um, well, we talked about the two inks I reviewed, which... Watching the videos is probably going to be a little bit more concise than me rambling on about how I love turquoise. But mm -hmm. um, we've got two other actual ink things to talk about, and that's ink vent and some ink samples. So let's start with ink vent. So ink vent. So last year was the first time that I don't know who proposed it. Someone in the Panadict Slack said, hey, how about we do a advent calendar with inks? Then a small group of us uh, decided to send a random other person in the group a set of ink samples. We didn't go for 24 because that's a bit, uh, that's a lot of work to sort of pick out the inks and wrap it up and send it. So uh, we did 12 ink samples and we did it again this year. And it's a lot of fun to sort of get random inks that you've probably would never have picked yourself. And then you get to unwrap one each day and swab it and do stuff. Yeah, I just sent off my package with a month to go. I hope it will be there in time because it takes a while to get to the US, I guess. And the other one is that I uh, a while ago I sold some pens to someone in Switzerland and I generally ask if they want to have some ink samples and I sent some and he sent me some samples back and there's like some really interesting inks, uh, stuff I wanted to try, like the Troublemaker inks. He sent me four different ones and Citrus Black, so one of the Iron Gall Platinum inks, and then one of the newer Jacquardin inks, which the color is nice, but the fact that it has a smell, hmm, I'm not so sure. It's really a scented ink. I don't know. We'll have to see. Now I just need to basically finish my two notebooks so that I can use something with white paper for the Troublemaker inks because, yeah, some of them are just too light to really work on on the cream paper that I use right now. And it makes, probably will make the inks look really weird. Yeah, I could definitely see them coming off looking weird. Have you actually tried the Citrus Black yet? I've only swabbed it. Okay. Well, I have to try that at some point. The one thing I love about uh, Citrus Black is, when, at least when I tried it, um, I liked how it went down like just obnoxiously light. And then you could watch it just get super dark within a period of like 15, 20 seconds. Mm -hmm. 
I, I love inks that do that. And honestly, Citrus Black is probably the only yellowish shade of ink that I actually like because it does finish up with that nice, deep, yellowish tint to it. Whereas some of the other ones I've tried, it's like, I feel like I'm writing with a highlighter. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's, yeah, maybe I'll just ink it up and use it for letter writing because there I'm using white paper anyway. So maybe that works. Maybe that works. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, no, I still haven't tried any of the troublemakers, which I really want to try some of the troublemakers, but I have to wait for them to open up ordering again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, especially abalone does look really cool. And it's also, also turquoise-ish, I would guess. That's actually that's actually one of the ones where I do want to get my hands on it. Let me see. Let's pull up their website. Wow. I have it bookmarked. Yay. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, abalone was definitely on the list of inks I want to try, um, along with uh, benta and turquoise. Yeah, I also like, I think I'll also uh, enjoy kelp tea, which, of course, is green. Of course. I'll tell you what, that, um, no, where, where was it? I was just looking at it. The copper patina. I actually like the way that one looks. Mm -hmm. See, that looks like an ink I really want to get, but it's like, come on, guys, I need you to open up ordering again. I don't think I can pressure them enough to do it, though. I think they're currently preparing for the Manila pen show or something. That makes sense. Maybe afterwards you can order some. Man, that uh, Doña Victorina, that's, that's crazy. That yeah. is beyond yes. crazy. I love how they have to give you a warning that this is prone to staining, so proceed with caution. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just cleaned out a pen that's been sitting there for a while. Uh, Lamy Dark Lilac. Yes, I can see how that would be difficult to clean out. I have been soaking that for a while. And that's all. Still, some ink is coming out. Now, which stains worse, dark lilac or Bay State Blue? Well, I mean, nothing can match Bay State Blue, of course. It's just sort of different. Bay State Blue just sticks to the pen or nib or whatever, anything else, and just stays there, right? Dark lilac, it's sort of, you can soak it and it eventually comes out. And for... Base state blue, you have to sort of resort to some chemicals to get it actually out. Or at least bleach it. Or, I don't know, make it disappear that way. <laughs> I wonder if anyone's ever been crazy enough to try mixing those two inks together. Yeah, you generally shouldn't mix uh, base state blue with normal inks because they just, so you get, it just falls out and you get... I mean, I think there's a video where someone tried it in a sample vial and it just solidifies and you don't want to try that in a pen. No, but now I want to try it on YouTube. I need a sample of Bay State Blue and a sample of Dark Lilac. Not not a yeah. full sample, just one milliliter of each. I think there's, there's a Brian Goulet video where I did it on camera. Man, what has he not done on camera? Pen related. <laughs> pen related. Yeah, there's not so much. That's true. That Jacobon ink looks very, oh man, that's, that's like my jam, dude. 
Yeah, the scent. I don't know. They could have done it without the scent. Yeah, if they did it without the scent, that would be awesome. But that is my color. Ah, dang it, Urban. Why did you just have to spend $38 of my money? Yeah, le let's see. I'll, I'll, I'll try it. And if I don't like it, I can send it to you then. Let me check one thing. My list of stuff I want to send you is getting longer and longer anyway. Um, the list of stuff I have to send you is, well, it's sitting on my counter. Yeah. Yeah, at, at some point, I'm actually going to get that sent out. I feel like a horrible human being. <laughs> it's okay. You say that now. One of these days, I'm going to wake up with a message that says, send it now or I will steal your favorite pen. And then I'm going to wonder how you're going to get my pen when you live in a whole different continent. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Note to self. Less hydrogen peroxide next time. Yes. <laughs> you know, we've got some craziness here in the questions today. Mm -hmm. Let's go through them. But yes. since I'm giving my voice a little too much of a workout, this time you get to ask the questions. So I get to go right. first and then listen to you. Okay. So first question by Joel Carranza. Do you have any elaborate system for determining what pens you uh, you use on any given day? So I still only have four pens, five if you include the one that's going to be going to Germany at some point, and that makes it really easy. So the only ritual I would say that I have as far as the pens are concerned is step one, am I dressed? Step two if not dressed, have I already grabbed pen to proceed with step three of putting pen into back pocket? That could be very, very awkward, and that could cause me to end up tripping over a dog going headfirst into a wall, putting another dent in my wall because I've gone headfirst over a dog way too many times already this year. So yeah, it's really don't touch the pens until I've gotten dressed. And then just literally roll a D4 and whichever number it comes up with is the pen I pick for the day. Hmm. I have a few more pens. Which pen to use? I don't really have a system for that. I just, I mean, I work at home, so all my ink pens are on my desk. So I just pick whatever I feel like. Sometimes I pick one that's almost empty so that I can empty it out and focus on that one. But what I have a system for is uh, which pen to ink up actually, <laughs> because I have uh, too many. And yeah, I also like fun statistics and stuff like that. Uh, so I might end up putting that on FPC. So it sort of uses statistics on how long has that pen been empty. If it, the longer it is empty, the higher on the list on the ranking it will be how many times have i used the pen in the past so then it also goes higher and then yeah i just pick one of the top pens in the list that would actually be pretty cool having a reminder system like that yeah i guess if you have four pens then it maybe <laughs> doesn't make too much sense but if you have many then it's sort of as a reminder hey you haven't used that pen for for a year or something maybe you either want to ink it up or get rid of it I don't know, man. Um, that kind of got me thinking. The last time I used the 805 was about a month and a half ago. The die has mm -hmm. not been rolling a four, <laughs> which is actually kind of weird. The D4 I'm using used to be four heavy, 
Hmm. Maybe I need to start using it in the campaign again. Um, okay. So that's that. <laughs> yes, that's that. <laughs> Next one. Questions, question from Carissa. What sci-fi character would you like to see used as the inspiration for a fountain pen design and what company would you get to make the pen? I wonder if Star Trek has been done. Hmm. Okay, okay, I have it. So I would want to see Visconti and Montegrappa do a collaboration for a Borg-themed fountain pen. So the over-the-top design that you get from a Montegrappa fountain pen And the fact that it doesn't write from Visconti? <laughs> well, it doesn't write out of the box, but here's where it turns into a really good pen. If you leave it uncapped long enough, tendrils come out and it actually starts assimilating other fountain pens into itself. <laughs> and it also has a very flexible nib because after all, what is the Borg's number one saying? Resistance is futile. And... What's that to do with the flexible nib? It was a horrible dad joke. Uh, Get it? It's not a stiff no. nib because resistance is... Never mind, <laughs> it was horrible. Uh, yes, it was. If someone else thought that was funny, talk about it in the Instagram post for this episode. Mm -hmm. That way I don't feel left out and all alone <laughs> with my crazy fountain pen ideas. What about you, Urban? Uh, I don't know. It's hard. I don't really read much sci-fi, so I don't know. Nothing comes to mind, actually. Okay, then for you, replace sci-fi with fantasy. Yeah, still, I'm, I'm not a fan of pens that are sort of themed after characters or... Yeah, I, I, I don't really like those. I find that really weird. Mm, no. Really? Mm, yeah. That's not at all what I was expecting. Nothing at all? No, nothing at all. Pens and other, I don't know. Yeah, that, that stuff doesn't mix for me, actually. Okay, I, I've got to find a collaboration you'd be okay with. Who would you, which, which like, musical instrument company would you like to see collaborate with a fountain pen maker? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> wow. No ideas for me today. There's got to be a collaboration there somewhere. I'm all spent from from last time with the crazy Lamy pens and stuff. Okay, there <laughs> is that. I mean, we get a lot of those questions where people are like, come up with collaborations for things. I do agree with you. There, there are only so many crazy collaborations you can do. Um, that's kind of why I came up with a Borg pen. I don't think I'd come up with a pen yet that could assimilate others. Hmm. <laughs> But let's see, we've done a Lamy collaboration, we've done a celebrity collaboration. Hmm. If you could pick a period in time to send a fountain pen back to, what period of time would it be? What what the pen what would the pen do there? You're sending a fountain pen back to like a head of state or some historical figure or just some random peasant. You're just sending mm. a fountain pen back to somebody. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm. I think I'm thinking too practical there. I mean, it can't be too far in the past because they would put some ink in it that would destroy the pen. 
So I don't know. Okay, we're also going under the assumption that you can also send five or six bottles of ink with it. You would still need some paper from the time. It would have to work there. I don't know. Okay, you're sending them an entire care package. (laughs) They're getting seven bottles of ink, two replacement nibs, a fountain pen, and eight notebooks. Not just any notebooks, eight hipponotos. So it should last a while. Yes. 4,000 sheets of Tomoe River paper. Hmm. Can I also send it to the future? Sure. Yeah, that sounds more fun. I don't know. I don't know when, though. (laughs) The only requirement would be, of course, that humanity still exists. But yeah, other than that, I don't know. Well, you could always send it far enough in the future that humanity's managed to wipe itself out and you're sending a fountain pen forward to whichever organism has taken over at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would work. That's true. Yeah. Well, that way the future would have something civilized from humanity instead of just radioactive fallout or whatever it causes us to go extinct. Mm -hmm. Wow, that went to a very dark place. Um, So last question. Yes, from the pen place. If you guys each had to pick three of the following brands never to buy, own or use pens from again, which would they be? Sailor, Platinum, Pilot, Lamy, Caveco. This is... So we've got to pick three of those Mm -hmm. brands. Yeah. Okay. And Um, you can use the remaining two and all other brands. um, Platinum is my number three. I'm not a big fan of the uh, price hike that they've recently done over the last year. Mm -hmm. I don't think the quality has gotten any better, but the prices have gone up. So not a big fan of that. Um... Wami would be my number two choice. I just don't like their designs. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've never been a fan of Wami designs. I've owned four. Those were some of the first ones I turned around. I don't know what it is about them, but like the finishes, the grip sections, they just never feel right. So that leaves me with Kaveco, Sailor, and Pilot. Mm-hmm. I love a good vanishing point. I also love the Heritage 92. The 74 is a good pen. And overall, their nibs are pretty good. Sailor Pro Gear nibs are pretty good. And I'm convinced that they're different than the 1911 nibs. Even though they aren't. (laughs) But they are to me. It's my story and I'm sticking to it. Yeah. But in the overall scheme of things, they really only have three main body styles. You've got the 1911 style, the Pro Gear style, and then the Rialo style, which is just a Pro Gear with a piston. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Kaveco. I mean, other than the Supra and, like, the the student pen and the other mid-price one, Kaveco is a Kaveco is a Kaveco. They just all look the same. Um, whew. Okay, we're going to roll a die. I have gotten a D6 out of my pen case, which, yes, I use my pen case Mm -hmm. for dice. Okay. So one and two is going to be Sailor. Three and four is going to be Pilot. And five and six is going to be Kaveco. Mm -hmm. Kaveco. So I can continue to use Sailor and Pilot. I'm Okay. okay with that. Yeah, that is good. 
Okay. So for me, Lamy is probably out as well. At some point I want to try a Lamy 2000, but other than that, yeah, they are a bit uninspiring, uh, those pens. And I mean, they work, um, even though I don't like those uh, tri tripod grips on the safaris. Yeah, a bit uninspiring. Um, yeah, number two for me would actually be Kaweco. I do really like the design of the sport, but yeah, the nibs really are hit and miss. Sometimes they are great and sometimes not so. And yeah, that that's sort of, if you have to pick and choose which nib uh, to use and yeah, that's that's not fun. I do like my platinum pens, so that stays. Uh, I also like my Sailor, the one I own, and I might get a few more, at least one Pro Gear at some point, or one of the minis. They sound, uh, they look really cool. So I guess Pilot is out for me, also because Pilot seems to specialize in black pens, it seems to me. I mean, they're they're not bad pens. They're the nibs are generally good, but yeah, yeah. I think Pilot is out for me. Interesting. Actually, no. Considering no, no. Actually, from you, <laughs> that's actually almost expected. Which pen had the best nib that you ever used? I think that's still my Leonardo. Overall, that is sort of the best nib, and it works on basically anything. I mean, the music nib on my Sailor is also fun, but this is sort of doesn't work on every kind of paper. So that's not the best nib, I would say. But it's close. One last thing I wanted to look at here with you really quick, since we're on the uh, topic of pens to never use again. Mm -hmm. So have you seen the 1911 4AM? Yes, I have. Okay. I've seen, yep. Now, have you seen the difference in the two sets of press photos for it? Mm -mm, no. So on one hand, you've got press photos that make the pen look almost like halfway between navy and sky blue. And then mm -hmm. on some of the press photos, it looks mm, just a little bit brighter than navy. What do you think of this sailor? I don't know. It's not, not totally my color, especially those, I don't know what this darker plating is called, but. Yeah, that's sort of, that's also not so, mu so much my thing. I mean, if I were to get another sailor, maybe I would spend some money and get one in a crazy color. That's a bit too normal, actually, for a sailor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing with this particular sailor. Now, this is where you and I differ. I actually like the darker trim on this one. If they had put a different color with it, I think I would actually like it. Mm -hmm. But that color is just... What the heck, Sailor? Good thing that there are so many Sailors out there. You say good and, thing. I say if I ever get addicted. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Man, if I ever get addicted to Sailors, um, that's going to be a lot of money. That's and now, true, thanks yeah, to you, I can never yeah. say that phrase with a straight face ever again. Thanks, Urban. <laughs> you are welcome. Yeah, yes, I, I am definitely welcome. 
Welcome to what? I have no idea, but I am welcome. So thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to go wi- wipe my mind off with soap now after that. Mm-hmm. Soap and scalding hot water. So, yeah, yeah. Um, thank you for, for those late night images. Um, <laughs> if you guys enjoyed this episode of Two Guys Zero Planners, be sure to leave a like and a comment on your podcast player of choice. Um, if you've got any questions for us, um, head on over to our Instagram, which is going to be linked down below. And also head on over to the Discord, which will also be linked down below. That way you can ask us questions there so we can answer them here on the show. For a couple months at least, please no collaboration questions. Because um, <laughs> if we keep going in that direction... I'm going to do a collaboration with like the Terminator and try to take over the world. And nobody wants that, especially my dogs. My dogs actually still care about humanity for some reason. But uh, yeah, anyways, um, it's been awesome. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, Urban, I'm going to see you in two weeks this time so I can give my throat a little bit of time to recover. Yes, let's do that. Two weeks. All right. Bye. Bye.